0: Hey there, Vince here. Just in time for spooky season and Friday the 13th, our little team is bringing you a brand new dark sci-fi adventure series called Young's Infinite City. In the not-so-distant future, one where the U.S. is on the brink of war over the last remaining bits of water, one scientist, Rosalind Young, is the only person who can solve the crisis. Unfortunately for the rest of us, Dr. Young's fled to a massive, abandoned city that she's had built. With no one else but her allowed access and the rumor of ghosts haunting the empty houses, it's up to Rosalind's wife and estranged son to find her. Young's Infinite City was co-written by myself and Alex Dolan, the creator of our other series, The Patron Saint of Suicides, so it's the perfect collab with the usual touch of mystery, a little bit of the paranormal, and of course, our signature style. Check out the first few episodes of Young's Infinite City out now, with the full 10-episode season airing soon. The pilot will play right after this intro, so enjoy the show and remember to find Young's Infinite City on your preferred podcast app. Thanks for listening. Audio.
1: Audio Media presents Young's Infinite City. Created by Alex Dolan.
2: Thank you for watching Corkboard. Current temperature is 128 degrees Fahrenheit, 53 degrees Celsius. Corkboard, whatever
3: the news, wherever you are. Today we interview Dr. Rosalind Young, founder and president of Natural Law. This is one of the few interviews Dr. Young has granted in recent memory, and the first time she's publicly talked about the mysterious infinite city in rural Maine. Vera Byrne reports.
4: Dr. Young, thank you so much for being here.
1: Of course. I know this project has been the subject of a lot of speculation, and I wanted to dispel the rumours as much as I can.
4: Let's dive in, then. How long has the Infinite City been under construction?
1: First, I want to clarify that the Infinite City is not the official name of the project. The project is called The City, And it's been in construction for just under 35 years. (laughs) Rome wasn't built in a day. (laughs) No, it was not.
4: There's been criticism about the amount of money that's been funneled into this project, given that natural
1: law... Natural law devotes more funding for the public good than any entity in the history of the world. Not to mention that we provide an essential resource to billions of people. The city... My project is not funded by natural law. I'm paying for it with my own money. Right. Well, your project has been called the world's most expensive ghost town. Not even you live there, is that correct? As most people know, I live in a house right here in Massachusetts with my wife. I visit the project from time to time. Has Grace Dalmu
4: been there? She has not. So your wife hasn't seen the inside of the city. What about your son, Dalton Fisher Young? I believe he goes by Charles Davis now. The city's been under construction since he was a child.
1: Did you ever take him... We're not talking about my son today. To answer your question, aside from construction crews and security, the grounds are closed. None of those crews are allowed to talk about what's in the city. Is
4: that correct? I prefer to have the project remain private. Some have said
1: you've used intimidation to keep anyone from coming forward. I'm not sure where you're getting your information, but all my workers are treated with professionalism and we expect the same of them. We require they adhere to the non-disclosure agreements they signed. So you don't use intimidation? I'm not a very intimidating person. Ask around.
4: That's modest. Plenty of people would be intimidated by you. Are you? You said you came here to dispel rumors. Most of these rumors relate to what's inside those walls. Can we talk about that? Do you believe there are ghosts in the city?
1: Can we take a break?
3: Wake up. Wake up.
2: Charles, this is your wake-up reminder. We'll arrive at your office in two minutes. Shall I play today's headlines?
5: How about some music? Ah, fuck. Play headlines.
3: City firefighters and emergency response units continue to try and contain the fire from last night's attack at Conley Terminal. At roughly 1 o'clock last night, an armored vehicle crashed through Natural Law's security barricades and set off explosions that toppled one of the offloading cranes, in turn triggering a string of secondary explosions. The blasts have leveled much of the dock and started a fire that currently engulfs the immediate vicinity. City, state, and federal agencies have responded, and Natural Law has dispatched a fleet of fire drones. Natural Law COO Grace Adamu was on site this morning. I'm always shocked by these senseless acts of
6: terrorism. But today's act caused devastation at a scale we've never seen in one of our ports. This is a good reminder that we
2: need to show no mercy when it comes to how we...
5: when's my first appointment?
2: Your first appointment is with Brett Harrison at 9.30.
5: Am I seeing Flora this morning? Because she's standing in front of my office.
2: Not scheduled for this morning. Proceeding to parking. Dr.
4: Davis.
5: Laura, I don't have you scheduled this morning.
2: I need to talk
4: to you. It's an emergency.
5: I've got someone coming in a half hour.
4: It'll just take a minute. Can we talk inside?
5: Sure. Sure. How's your supply of Traxador? Traxador.
4: It's not about the
5: Traxador. Do you want to put down your purse?
4: Doctor, you're a good person. You've really helped me. You really care about me. I wasn't expecting someone from your background to actually care about someone like me.
5: Flora, are you switching providers?
4: Is, Is that your patient?
5: If it is, he's early. Hold on.
7: You're not my patient. What? No. I'm here to pick you up. Me or him? Him.
4: Flora. It can wait. Bye, Dr. Davis.
7: Hmm. She looked like she was about to faint. You probably got her on Traxodor, right? Now she bugs out when the drug's out. And I don't blame you. With all this shit happening, maybe that's the best way to get through it. Is feeling nothing at all. I know who sent you, and I'm not going. Hell of a setup you got here. Look at all those books. Leather bound, am I right? You know, I don't think I ever read a book on paper. (laughs) That doesn't surprise me. And look at you. Three-piece suit. Probably wool. And in this heat. Who wears suits anyway? What year were you born? 1990? You got a pocket watch to go along with that? But then you got that hair. Shaved tight. You go out on a day like this, you're going to get a sunburn on that scalp. You got a military haircut, but you've never been in the military. You're not going to bully me into coming with you. I had six years in the Marines. Two tours in Venezuela. They got spiders up the yin-yang down there. And I fucking hate spiders. Thank you for your service. Oh, show yourself out. Then there's your name, Charles Davis. That's the name engraved on your office door. Dr. Charles Davis. Before your patients even meet you, you've already lied to them. Let me see if I got this straight. You named yourself Charles because of the Charles River. Because you need a constant reminder that you went to Harvard. Whoop-de-shit. Davis, because of Davis Square... Because you got your doctorate at Tufts. Because you're an academic jerkoff. How long have you been working for her? Charles, I gotta tell you, I'm in a mood today. I am in a fucking mood. You know why? You're not gonna ask, so I'm gonna tell you. We had a little incident down at Boston Harbor. You ever see hydrogen go up? You've probably seen footage of the Hindenburg from like 120 years ago or something. Oh, it's a lot bigger than that now. And here's something you don't hear on the news. You know what happens after a breach like that? That's what we call a suicide breach. The vehicle that plowed into our building was basically a missile. The purpose of the suicide breach is to create a hole in the defenses so that others can get through. And that's what they did. Between the explosion, the fire, and the crane that collapsed. Oh yeah, a 200-foot crane collapsed to boot. No one was paying attention to the checkpoint anymore. So you got all these incognito bandits sleeping in tents like they're homeless, and they all spring into action and charge in there, guns a Had to be 30 of them at least. Then we had a firefight. They were picking off our people left and right. And you know where I was? I was right in the middle of that shit. Someone woke my ass up at 105 last night so I could shoot people. And when all the people who needed to get shot were shot, I looked for our people and dragged out anyone who was still breathing while you were sleeping. That's what I was doing last night. That was the hardest part of my day. You know what the easiest part of my day is going to be? This. And I'm in no mood to put in any more than the minimal effort to get this done. So you're coming. Now. Why didn't she just call? I mean, she could have called. This isn't an invitation. I know, it's a summons. Did she at least warn you? (laughs) I see you're playing with your cuffs. Testing to give in your suit to see whether the fabric will tear if you throw a punch. Well, let me tell you. If it comes to that, tearing your suit will be the least of your problems. When you wake up, tell her to call me or come herself. Oh, fuck it. You want to make this hard? Let's make it hard. <clears throat> <laughs> the fuck you pulled down my pants? Uh, I uh miscalculated. You're damn right. God, I'm going to throw you a beating. <laughs>
5: Do you have any idea how rare these volumes are?
7: How the hell are you still standing?
5: See? She didn't warn you. big guy like you? We could punch each other for hours. I hate to do this, but if you're gonna leave, I got no choice but to wrap this belt around your massive... Stop struggling. Your, Your massive neck. God, you're strong. Don't worry. I'm not gonna hurt you that badly. Just stop struggling we will be fine. Maybe I'll have a few bruises around your neck. Probably a bad headache. But nothing a little separate one won't knock it. Wow, you got, got a lot of fighting. There you go. Just relax into it. That's right. There you go. Now, just go to sleep. My God. She should have told you about me. All right, let's just... Let's get out of here. God, it's like dragging a car.
8: Dr. Davis?
5: Brett. Crap.
8: Uh, this probably doesn't look good. Uh, let me explain. I, uh, I sh- I sh- I should go. Um, we- we can- we can reschedule. Brett, wait- Shit. That's not going to help
5: his anxiety, is it? Uh, you just cost me a patient. You know what? I'm going to leave you here. At least we've got climate control. Melody, can you bring the car around and uh, please cancel the rest of today's appointments?
2: Of course, Charles. Picking you up now.
4: Dr. Young, you have to understand, the public can only see the outside of the city. So all we know is that it's a circular plot of land about six miles in diameter, enclosed by a 70-foot sandstone wall. Frankly, it makes your project look like a fortress. You've got a signal disruptor that cloaks the city, which prevents drone or satellite images. The only images you've made public are the wall, an enormous gate, and an old cemetery just outside the wall left over from what used to be the town of Amherst,
1: Maine. It begs the question, what are you hiding? What's in my project is my business. But I can assure you nothing in the city is dangerous to anyone who's listening. I'm guessing the wall surrounding
4: the city is only one part of a larger security system. Can you talk about that? It wouldn't be a very effective security system if I did. Assuming the city is heavily armed, should anyone worry that this poses a threat to Americans?
1: I've worked closely with the armed forces to make sure the city meets any requirements and addresses any concerns. So you've let the military into the city? The United States military has inspected it, yes. So Americans have nothing to worry about? Americans have a lot more to worry about than a plot of land in rural Maine.
2: Secure. Would you like lunch? You must be starving.
5: Not right now, but thank you.
2: Would you like me to clean your suit?
5: There's a tear in the crotch. Can you fix it?
2: The tear isn't along the seam. I can try, but it will still be visible.
5: Could you throw it away then?
2: gallons of water used. Remaining monthly balance is 237.6 gallons.
5: Can you unlock the cabinet? I want to clean.
2: Unlocking. Which model do you want to clean?
5: Let's start with the rifles. How about the Schumacher?
2: Retrieving the Schumacher 630.
5: Do you have an update on the standoff?
2: corkboard whatever the news wherever you are
3: as we reach the ninth day of the armed standoff in the pacific ocean other heads of state have weighed in on the conflict uk prime minister dominic stroud briefed the press today at downing street
8: in just a week the world has been pressed to the brink of war i've never seen anything like it but i'd be lying if i said i didn't see it coming The tension between the world's greatest countries has been stretched to its limit. And make no mistake, it will snap. A day, a week, a month from now, we could witness a global annihilation. And all because we all had too much pride to give up something to which we were never entitled. It sounds like I'm preaching doom, but I'm not. I am preaching hope. Because there is still hope that the nations of the world can realize how dire this situation is for anyone
2: who Intruder. Camera's on. Intruder.
5: Is that the guy from the office? Really? And she's with him. Great.
2: Should I stun them? Come out, Charles. I can hear you in the- Preparing stun gun.
5: Nah, open it up.
2: Are you sure?
5: Not entirely, but do it anyway.
2: Home, open.
5: What do you want?
6: Is that Melody's voice? Melody, is that you, love? Hello, Grace. You gave your AI the voice of your dead wife. Sounds like something to work out in therapy. Does it matter? Natural law needs your help. As do I.
5: And why should I care?
6: Because, Dalton, your mother is missing.
2: Thank you for watching Corkboard. Current temperature is 121 degrees Fahrenheit, 49 degrees Celsius. Corkboard,
3: whatever the news, wherever you are. The standoff in the Pacific enters its 10th day. Two more ships from the United States, one from China and one from India, join the growing number of vessels. Now a total of 31 ships surround the mass of M3 floating on the ocean surface. Damien Long reports from above the scene.
8: You forget how massive the M3 is when it's at full capacity. It's like looking at a white island. We've got 31 naval ships, and they look like ants around an apple core. It's deathly quiet. You can't tell because of the drone motors, that we're the loudest thing for miles around. The silence down there is unnerving. You get the sense that something could happen at any moment. There is no activity,
3: but a whole lot of tension. This tension has escalated since the incident 10 days ago, when a series of explosions sank the USS Valiant. At the time, the Valiant was carrying a full load of the M3 Megasorbent back to the port of Los Angeles. Authorities have not yet identified the perpetrators of the attack. Meanwhile, Boston is still recovering from the terrorist attack at Boston Harbor, near the headquarters of Natural Law. Since the standoff began, several heads of state from foreign governments have come forward and issued statements condemning the United States and Natural Law for their roles in escalating the tensions. This morning, Russia and China have issued ultimatums that eight days from now, the United States and natural law need to surrender the M3, which would then be divided among the countries represented in the standoff. Both countries have threatened swift and severe action if the United States does not stand down. Dr. Rosalind Young was unavailable for comment, but natural law COO Grace Adamu spoke to the press this morning. Should Russia or China
6: pursue any course of action against the United States, they would be violating the generous trade agreements we have in place with them. Both of these countries, and in fact all of the countries represented in the current standoff, have their own fleets. Thanks to the M3 produced by natural law, these countries are collecting millions of gallons of rainwater for their people. This is opportunism, plain and simple. And it comes at the cost of the greater good. Fortunately, I'm proud to announce that Natural Law is on the verge of releasing our new M4 megasorbent. The M4 has been in development for some time, but thankfully, it's ready during this critical moment. We're confident that our new megasorbent will be easier to mass manufacture and collect more rainwater from the planet's largest untapped resource the ocean.
3: The whole world continues to hold its breath to see how the standoff resolves. Natural Law has not divulged any more details about the M4, including the exact release date. Will Natural Law deliver the M4 in time? And will it matter? We will continue to report as this plays out.
7: Ma'am, are you sure it's safe for you to be at the tower?
6: We've got drones and cannons, not to mention the rhinos. Thank you for your concern, but with the emergency protocols in place, it's the safest place in Boston. It's been a while since you've been here.
5: (laughs) It's been a while since I've been downtown.
6: Is NL Tower how you remember it?
5: It didn't look like a military compound the last time I was here, but uh, but it still looks like a giant icicle in the middle of Boston, so yeah, that that part's the same. What's with the goggles you got on?
6: They're sunglasses, because it's bright outside. Did you really give your AI your dead wife's voice?
5: This is fun, isn't it? When can I leave, Grace?
6: After I show you something.
5: Sound effects are new. It could spring for real waterfalls and birds.
6: Rosalind felt it would seem garish.
1: Welcome to natural law.
5: That's new. (laughs) You got Mom's voice in the lobby, and you're going to criticize me using Melody's voice.
6: Not at all. But I think it's interesting. We both have such strong attachments to our wives.
7: Mr. Damu, Captain dalal has been trying to reach you.
6: Good to know. Do you remember Dalton Fisher Young?
7: Good morning, sir. Let me get the gate. Floor
1: 67.
5: Hi, Mom.
2: Thank you for watching Corkboard. Whatever the news, wherever you are.
5: Fucking Corkboard. And sometimes I wish the world would just end so I don't have to listen to these things. You're only half joking, aren't you? This
3: just in, a violent gunfight in the port of Seattle marks the second bandit attack on a natural law facility in 12 hours. Local crews have been assessing the damage. So far, no civilian casualties have been reported. In Boston, firefighters and emergency response units... board off. Search for...
5: That doesn't interest you?
6: I already knew about it. It's nothing. A handful of clowns rushed to checkpoint with pistols and baseball bats. They were mowed down before they could give us the finger.
1: Floor 67.
6: What do you think? Ten floors of vertical farm. Your mom ever take you here?
5: What are we doing here?
6: I wanted to step out of the mayhem so we could have a proper talk. Your mother uses this as her sanctuary. For God's sake, just take a moment to appreciate something lovely. Aren't you telling your patients to live in the moment? Well, between pills. Fine.
5: It's impressive. I'll give you that. It's hot in here, though. Not as hot as outside, but hot. It's a greenhouse. Feels like daylight, but I can't see the sun. Synthetic
6: sunlight. Sunlight. The system captures any source of potential energy – sunlight, moonlight, wind, tidal, anything it can get. It stores the energy and uses it to power the lumens in here. This light is all synthetic, optimized for plant life. You can brighten or dim it as necessary to simulate day and night. In theory, this could keep plants alive even through long periods of obstructed sunlight.
5: So during a nuclear winter? It's your mother's pet project. This is one of my mother's pet projects. Is this going to be part of the Infinite City? All right. You wouldn't know it. You've never seen it. Do you know why she named the company Natural
6: Law? She's trying to return the world to where it was 200 years ago. <laughs> oh, Like that's possible. But I've got to give her credit for trying. She's using every solution she can think of to make it happen. Look at all this. This garden has 20,000 grow beds, give or take. Anything and everything with roots and leaves. Most fruits and vegetables known to humankind, along with test varieties.
5: The robots tend to everything.
6: Biomimicry at its best. Modelled after octopus tentacles, 37 joints on each arm, wrapped with a gelatin skin. They prune the leaves, pick and sort the goods. They can run along tracks, but the suction cups also allow them to climb up and down the terraces.
5: Where does the water come from?
6: Repurpose rainwater. There's a stock of M3 above us.
5: Son of a bitch.
6: A hive of micro-drones for pollination.
5: Why did you make them buzz?
6: When they were quiet, the farmers swatted them. That's one less drone in the field, and they're not cheap.
5: If I'm just here to bask in my mother's new creations, I'd rather leave.
6: You ever hear the phrase, talk and talk and talk until the talking starts? That's what we're doing now. Come on, I'll show you around.
5: How's the practice? All my patients are depressed, so business is gangbusters. Although your hired goon scared away two of my patients. He's no goon. Maxwell
6: Vander Hayden is my head of security.
5: He's doing a bang-up job.
6: He's one of the most capable men in his profession. He's just not...
5: you. Are you paying me a compliment? And
6: pointing out what an immutable pain in the ass you are. Now, look at these peppers. The size of a jalapeno. But one of these has enough nutrients and calories to sustain the average person for a whole day. Lighter, easier to ship, and their shelf life is about 40 days.
5: I'm sure they also have a healthy profit margin.
6: Your mother is known for her work in chemistry. But she's always seen the promise of genetics. How do you like these berries? They're our newest addition.
5: It's big for a berry. It doesn't look like one either. It's, um, scaly.
6: We wanted them the size of an acorn, something big enough to seem substantial, but small enough for easy transport. That scaly rind keeps the insects from gobbling them up. Drought-resistant, tolerates temperatures up to 140 degrees Fahrenheit. Tasty, too. Want to try?
5: Fine. Hmm. Interesting. Something between um tomato and um dragon fruit?
6: Not bad, right? It's called a Dalton Berry.
5: There um uh, reason for that?
6: You always need to know the whys. Just appreciate the tribute.
5: Grace, get to it, please.
6: How much do you know about the standoff in the Pacific?
5: A bunch of ships in the ocean are fighting over a big sponge. I turn off cork board whenever it comes on. I, I don't need another reminder of how close we are to doomsday, but my patients tell me it's bad.
6: They're not wrong. I'm going to tell you what's happening. Some of it isn't public knowledge. An American ship, the USS Valiant, was coming back from a harvest when it was approached by a small ship what we thought were pirates, what the public believes were pirates.
5: How did that even happen? Don't the barges just send pirate ships to the bottom of the ocean? They do,
6: but they hesitated, because this ship looked like one of ours. It was a salvaged American patrol ship flying the U.S. flag. Pirates dredged up a shipwreck, repaired the hole. He refurbished it with new guts, gave it a new coat of paint, and for good measure, painted on numbers of an active ship, the Winston B. Carlisle. They pretended to be stranded with their comms out.
5: How hard could it possibly be to spot a hoax?
6: I doubt they expected it to work. They just wanted to stop the valiant and buy some time. The Carlisle wasn't the main event. It was just a distraction, a suicide mission. While the Valiant focused on the patrol ship, an underwater team of pirates affixed explosives to the hull. Bombs went off, the hull ruptured, and the Valiant sank. As it went down, the crew of the Valiant did what it was trained to do. undo the straps for the payload so the M3 didn't go down with the ship. Eighty-six crew members on the Valiant died.
5: But they saved the M3. Silver linings. The Valiant goes down, and it leaves that giant mound of M3 bobbing in the ocean.
6: At that point, it becomes a free-for-all. Once the M3 hit international waters, you could make the argument that it didn't officially belong to any country, and it was up for grabs. So the countries are trying to grab it. No one's giving an inch, and once the first shot is fired, it's not just going to be a battle on the water. Everyone's dusted off their missiles and aiming them at each other. You can imagine the slew of missiles that are aimed at us. And there's a bit of a ticking clock with the corrosion. Eight days from now, to be exact.
5: Because the sponge is only designed to absorb rainwater, not seawater. The salt corrodes the M3. Exactly.
6: You're left with a mass of M3 slowly dissolving in the Pacific Ocean little by little until it's just soup in the ocean then no one will get anything. It's going to be a point where someone's sick of waiting.
5: You made this happen, you know? What's that? You sold M3 to more than a handful of wealthy countries. The rest of the world wouldn't be fighting over crumbs. Do you think people were born with sticky bombs on their backs? You think if we made the M3 a free resource, the world would be all
6: rainbows and unicorns?
5: There'd be less terrorism, don't you think? We wouldn't have pirates sinking ships, and there wouldn't be superpower countries ready to draw on each other like gunslingers.
6: Oh, if only there were a plentiful supply of limitless resources. Wouldn't that be the cure of all cures? You know, that sounds a lot like someone who keeps pestering us. This person, they're like one of our micro-drones, always buzzing, buzzing, buzzing in my ear. Except I haven't been able to swat them yet.
5: They might have a point.
6: Do you know we tried to do that already? Give out the M3 for free. It was a classified experiment, but screw it. I'll tell you. We conducted a trial with one country to see what would happen. Gave them all the M3 they needed.
5: Good Lord, it is hot in here.
6: Some things I won't tell you, but I will say it's a small country. Just a few million people. Relatively peaceful. Once we gave them the supply, two things happened. First, the government took on the rights as the sole owners of the M3. They sold it at a premium to companies who had the funds to build the necessary infrastructure ports, ships, you get the idea. It's not just about who has the megasorbent, you know. It's about who has the money to build out the system to get the water from the ocean to the people. The M3 supply and the means of distribution were in the hands of the elite which only compounded the issue of haves and have-nots. A civil war broke out. We saw the same things that we see now. Pirates, bandits, terrorism. For a small country, the scale of violence was astounding. More than 200,000 people died. A tenth of the population. You killed 200,000
5: people for an experiment.
6: You're missing the point. We wanted it to work and it didn't. What's going on in the Pacific right now? We have a brief window of opportunity to stop this, and I need your help to do so.
5: Do you have something I, I can drink?
6: Focus! We can defuse the crisis. It hinges on something fairly important. The M4. The M4 doesn't need rainwater. Instead of rainwater, it soaks up seawater and squeezes out potable water. You're thinking, isn't that just desalination? Yes, but desalination without a plant, without pumps, without the intensive energy required. And if the M4 can sit directly in the water, it could be tugged into port without needing a water barge. Meaning smaller countries wouldn't have to build as much infrastructure to support it. Wherever there's a coastline, they could collect seawater and turn it into fresh, drinkable water. Is it a panacea? Absolutely not. But peace happens when people have hope, and hope stops violence.
5: The M4 is actually ready? Seriously, can, can we go somewhere else? Heat is really getting to me. i something about this synthetic light.
6: Your mother says it's ready, but she's missing, remember? <laughs> oh, I forgot to show you the piece de resistance of the whole garden.
5: See this console? You keep a key around your neck? Wait, it's a, it's a skeleton key. An actual skeleton key with a skull on one end.
6: Rosalind gave it to me. Everything else in here runs on scanners and sensors. She has a soft spot for mechanics.
5: I have the same key, another key with a skull on it. The, the twin of that key. My mother gave it to me, I, I don't know how long ago.
6: That's interesting. Well, let's unlock this, and I'll show you why we're here.
5: Right there's a hatch in the floor.
6: Your mother built tunnels under the garden as a safety measure in case of flooding.
5: Does anyone need to worry about flooding anymore?
6: You do when the water's reclaimed. If there's a breach in the irrigation system or if we need to purge it, the water will flow down here away from the electrical systems to be collected and recycled. See this yellow lever? You crank this lever and all the water in the irrigation system floods down into this artificial canal. Let's head down. Here we are. See that?
5: It's dark down here. I can't see anything.
6: Take this light and shine it over there, in the corner.
5: What, you got some kind of mutant gorilla down here? <laughs> Did you engineer a bigger version of Vander Hayden?
6: Shine that light and find out.
3: Get me the fuck out of here, motherfucker! For her.
5: Grace, what the fuck? What did you do to her? She's missing... You took out her eye! You know how hard it
6: is to sink a water barge? You think a regular sticky bomb would do any real damage? They had to place those bombs at just the right joints and seams and detonate them at just the right moment to blow a hole big enough to sink it. For that to happen, they needed access to the actual specks of the barge. That's hard to come by. We didn't know how they did it. But last night's attack gave us a clue. You wouldn't think the two incidents were related. A pirate attack in the middle of the Pacific and a ground attack in Boston Harbour. But both events had something in common. Terrorists were able to acquire natural law data and use it against us. In the case of the Pacific, they secured technical specs for our barges. In Boston, they hijacked one of our armoured vans. You know how they did it? They were able to hack into the system using someone else's bio data. They needed DNA, fingerprints, retina, all of that. You know where they got it?
5: You. This woman is my patient.
6: (laughs) Patient. This woman acquired your biodata. You've been treating her for nine months. In that time, has she ever asked for a hug? Have you ever given her anything you've touched? She collected all of that over months. Her right eye, the one that's missing, artificial, that scanned your face, including your eyes, inside and out, until she had a map that she could use to replicate your eyeball, pupil to retina. It took months, but they were able to synthesize your entire biotator. Pretty impressive, right? That's how they were able to hack into our systems. Once they were inside, they eventually found everything they wanted plans for the barges, even access to the navigation and security (laughs) systems for an armoured van. (laughs) We caught one of the terrorists from the Boston Armour attack. After some convincing, (laughs) that person gave us the name of your patient right here, Flora. We don't really know who she is. She's (laughs) modified her sequence so we can't match her (laughs) DNA records and her face and voice doesn't come up on Recog. I don't really care who she is. It's what she represents that concerns me. She's not working alone. She's with a group that calls themselves Leviathan. <coughs> you ever heard of them?
5: So what, you think this group <coughs> has my mother? You tell me.
6: That's the berry you're feeling. <coughs> if you haven't put it together, it's poisonous. Reversible, but we need to act soon. So I need your help to solve this little riddle. That's preventing me from saving the world.
5: <coughs> Are
6: you Leviathan?
1: Young's Infinite City was created by Alex Dolan, produced by Alex Dolan and Audio Media, and co-written by Alex Dolan and Vince Dejani. Starring Gavin Bentley as Charles Davis, Maria Balei as Grace Adamu, and Emma Sherjarko as Rosalind Young. Also featuring performances by Bill Roberts, Wynne Manning, Juliette Angeli, Zygmunt Dobilauskas, Kristen Udowitz, Andrea Richardson, Nero Scott, Jez Sands, Ray Hurd, Byron Kerr, Georgia McKenzie, Mark Allen, Chris Harris-Beachy, Akshdeep Singh, Paul Green Dennis, and Jason Webb. Sound design by Oliver Morris and Chris Harris-Beachy. Line layout and QA by Chris Harris-Beachy. Mixing and mastering by Brad Colebrook. For more information, visit www.infinitecity.net or www.alexdolan.com.